At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Guide on VEASAN, the sports betting network. We continue the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide preview show here at Circus Sportsbook. I am Dave Ross alongside Matt Humans. And Wes Reynolds, a pleasure to welcome into the program Adam Burke doing yeoman's work on said preview guide. And Adam, this is going to be a fun segment because you've got something, tears, if you will, that you love, like, not sure about, or flat out wouldn't bet. I want to start off in the love tier because I know Wes Reynolds is going to love who you love. And that would be the New Orleans Saints with that win total eight and a half. Why so high on the Saints? First, good to be with you guys and definitely want to, I'm sure, echo what you've talked about already. The NFL betting guide is a phenomenal publication. So for everybody out there listening, if you're not a subscriber to VEASAN, now is the time to do it because you've got that guide and you've got a lot of great original content coming out from us uh, throughout the football season. So plenty of things for everybody to keep an eye on over there. But as far as the Saints go, I think there's plenty of reasons to keep an eye on this team. I mean, I think, you know, I think Jameis Winston, I think that year is Drew Brees' understudy should wind up being pretty productive for him. Had a 14 to three touchdown interception ratio in seven games last year before missing the, the rest of the season, but they've got weapons. Michael Thomas comes back. He's looked pretty good in camp. Crystal Lave is obviously a guy that you know can be a game changer. I watched a lot of him at Ohio state. It's a pretty weak division. And I think the Buccaneers have certainly gotten weaker throughout training camp as well with some of their offensive line concerns. So I like this saints team. I think they're very, very well coached. There's a lot of continuity on that roster. I just think there's a lot of things to like about New Orleans here. So I do like them over eight and a half. And, and frankly, you could convince me about an alt win total of over nine and a mm. half, too. All right. So when you look at the Saints, Alvin Kamara is uh, not going to be suspended. Right, Dave? Yeah, that's amazing. Because that was a big juxtaposition from what we thought what might right. happen. It looked out here. like he was going to be dropped yeah. for a loss and he escaped. And uh, he is, he's uh, going to be free to play for the Saints this season. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, you get some real weapons on this offense. I like the defense, too. Uh, Adam, I kind of feel like some people are sleeping on the Saints in that division. I talked about this in May with JVT. I said, I think uh, there were three sleepers in the NFC. Eagles, Saints, and Vikings. And when I look at the uh, Saints plus 310 to win the uh, NFC South, that's tempting to me. How about you? Do you see some cracks in the foundation for the Buccaneers? Do you think the Saints could win this division? Is that worth about a 3-1 to one odds? Yeah, I think at plus 310, that's that's not a bad investment at all. Because like I said, I mean, I kind of like their overnight and a half alt win total, which is plus 175 or so. 
So, you know, it's not that much of a stretch to think this team could go 10 and seven, mm -hmm. you know, 11 and six is probably kind of the top of the market for them. But with the Buccaneers and, and specifically those offensive line injuries where we know if there's one thing that Tom Brady really doesn't like, it's pressure up the middle. And now with Jensen hurt, two of their guards from last year gone, another reserve guard now with a knee injury here in the preseason, Brady could be under duress a, a lot more than he's accustomed to. And I mean, at 45 years old, father time has got to come to him at some point. So I think the Saints would be the only team in that division that could significantly benefit if the Bucs fall off. Yeah, yeah, the Buccaneers yeah. minus 250 West win that division at DraftKings. I was going to ask you about that, too. And I know you love the soap opera aspect of sports. <laughs> Where do you think Tom Brady went for those 10 days, West? You know, I was buying into that mass Singer uh, theory on Reddit. Of course, Tom Brady did sign with Fox to be a broadcaster once his career is over. He's going into the uh, number one spot with Kevin Burkhardt. Uh, the old Buck and Aikman spot. So I was buying into that mass Singer, but everybody's thinking he went and had plastic surgery or he was having something. <laughs> something this was happened. obviously a pre-planned absence, but I'm with Adam. I'm also high on the Saints. I'm surprised that mm -hmm. the market is really so lukewarm on them. And the uh, market might be lukewarm on this team too. And this is in your like tier, Adam. The Chiefs at 10 and a half because... I don't know if the Chiefs got substantially worse or if the rest of the division got substantially better. I'm kind of leaning to the latter, but I understand why you're going under 10 and a half. Toughest schedule, arguably, in the league. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, this is a team that was pretty even in terms of yards per play differential last year. And, you know, that's usually something where you tend to see a team regress a little bit down in terms of their win-loss record the following season. You know, it's funny. I was actually out to dinner uh, last week with Las Vegas Chris, who's, of course, a contest legend here uh, in Las Vegas. and. You know, he said, look, I would put the Chiefs to make the playoffs minus 110 both ways. So he's definitely low on the Chiefs. <laughs> and I'm starting to come around to kind of thinking along those same lines where I think now at this point in time, we need to see Patrick Mahomes adjust a little bit. We need to see him kind of become not a ball control quarterback, but make smarter decisions, be a little bit you know, more responsible with the football because they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. He can't just kind of throw it up and see what happens. Travis Kelsey put up good numbers last year, but when you watch him, you can tell that he's kind of losing a little bit of a step. He's had a very high usage rate throughout his career. I think that's a guy that could kind of start to wear down a little bit in the second half. So I think the Chiefs, by virtue of just, you know, kind of some of their own attrition, but also, Wes, as you mentioned, that division is just so strong that I could see Kansas City potentially being the team that kind of falls off a little bit out of that four-team AFC West. Talking with Adam Burke, you can follow him on Twitter as I do at Skating Tripods. Let's go down to the not quite sure tier that you have, Adam. You've got two teams that qualify for this one. Let's start off with the Super Bowl hangover for the Bengals, oh so close to winning it last year. Their win total is sitting right at 10. What do you think? And I, I guess I can understand why you might be not sure what you think you're going to get after that Super Bowl hangover. I mean, obviously, such a huge year over year improvement for them, and, and a lot of it the result of Joe Burrow, just, I mean, going out there and, and basically putting the team on his shoulders where, yeah, they've got a lot of great skill position talent, but I mean, Burrow got hit a ton and he was still able to overcome it. And, and you've got to also think, you know, think about the offensive numbers for this team and think about if they get average production out of their offensive line, if they get decent enough protection for Burrow to have time, this team could potentially be even better than it was last season, but I'm not so sure, you know, the back half of their schedule, the Titans, a team that a lot of people are low on, but you know, there's still a formidable opponent. The Chiefs, the Browns, the Bucks, the Patriots, the Bills, the Ravens over the last seven games. That's a really, really difficult stretch for a team that played a lot of football last year, could wind up, you know, having a little bit of injury bad luck this season coming off of a long year. The Bengals are very, very talented. And, you know, they're a fantasy football type of team, as I like to call them, because <laughs> they have a lot of guys at the skill positions that put up numbers. But I'm not convinced this offensive line makes a huge leap even though they've made some pretty decent acquisitions on paper and the defense, I think is fine, but you know, if the offense regresses at all, this is a team locked in a tough division that if they went nine and eight, eight, nine, something like that, I wouldn't be terribly surprised. Yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. I think they are mm -hmm. surprised. And the other team that you have in the same category is one that uh, me, Matt and Wes have talked a lot about here in this first hour, Adam, that's the Colts. So what gives you a little bit of pause to say that maybe you're not sure yet what you're going to see with Matty Ice uh, in Indy? I think it's a really good question what we're going to get out of Matt Ryan. I mean, were the Falcons just that awful? Or is that a guy that's you know kind of showing some signs of age, some signs, some signs of wear and tear of his own? So 
I think there are some questions regarding that. Obviously, they'll be very, very heavy on Jonathan Taylor's usage throughout the course of the season. But look, I mean, I I may be the only defender of Carson Wentz out there where I just I don't think he's as bad as how he's perceived. I think it's just his turnovers are just highlight real complete debacles that, you know, need yakety sacks as a soundtrack for him. But other than that, I mean, the guy's okay. 27 to seven touchdown interception ratio, 62% completion rate. How much better than that is Matt Ryan going to be? I think is a pretty fair question to ask, but the division's not great. The defense should be improved and should be a little bit healthier. The more I think about it, the more I kind of like the Colts over more than I like them under, but I still think there's a path where 10 and seven is just the most likely outcome for this team. It's interesting, Wes, because I know uh, you know this uh, Colts team inside and out. We'll talk about the home loss to the Raiders, the loss to the Jaguars on the road last year. Uh, but I go back to the Colts home game against the Titans. This is oh. where I started to uh, start to give up on Carson Wentz a little mm-hmm. bit. And I'm, like Adam Burke, I've, I've defended him a lot the last couple of years. He didn't make some plays in that game against the Titans that I think really bothered Frank Reich. There was a, a play late in the game where Jonathan Taylor was wide open. If Carson Wentz dumped it off underneath, there wasn't a defender. This is in overtime, I believe. There wasn't a defender within 25 yards of Jonathan Mm -hmm. Taylor. If he dumps it off, he's got a 30-yard gain out the midfield. Colts got a great shot to win that game. Instead, he throws it into triple coverage Mm -hmm. uh, down the left sideline, and it gets picked off, and the Titans win the game. Shorten the field, too, for the Titans to get that winning field goal. Blue is banging his head on the goal post, (laughs) the uh, Colts mascot. So, yeah, I think Adam is right. There's a lot to like about this team, but there are still some questions in terms of – receiver separation, if that offensive mm-hmm. line can stay healthy and whatnot. But, uh, you just one, need a quarterback who's not going to turn the ball over yeah, throw and, left and lose the game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, one more I want to sure. get to before we get out of here, Adam. This is on your wooden bet tier, and I totally agree with you on the assessment because there are some things to like about this team, but there are some things really not to like about this team, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I – who knows what you're going to get out of Mitch Trubisky? I mean, you know, the guy was a first round pick for a reason. You know, he's from that Cleveland area. So he's playing a little bit closer to home. So maybe that's something that'll kind of help him out a little bit. The defense is still going to be good. I mean, you know, Mike Tomlin, that's kind of been the hallmark there. And they're a very sharp, very astute organization to where they know where they have holes. They tend to fill them well. They get guys that are very complimentary to the other parts on the roster. But their biggest question is at the most important position on the field. And the ironic thing is that was their issue last year. That's been their issue the last few years with Ben Roethlisberger, just seeing the the very clear deterioration of his skill set. I've seen some people say that, you know, the skill positions are very good for this team. I think obviously Najee Harris, when he's healthy, is definitely an impact type of player. But what do you get from Trubisky or what do you get from Kenny Pickett whenever that move decides to happen? So I just think Pittsburgh, they're in a tough division, obviously. Um, you know, I know that they've never had the losing season under Tomlin and all that. I do think that this is the first year for that, but this is also an organization that can overperform. So it's a very, very tough team to try and figure out. Yeah, very much so, Adam. And again, you look at the Steelers, you could have that first losing season with Mike Tomlin and still hit the over. They go eight and nine because the mm-hmm. wind total is uh, sitting here at seven and a half. But I'm with Adam. That feels like a stay away team. You, know what? you for can sure. find a seven out there on the wind total for the Steelers, too. Woo. Yeah. Hey, I uh, really appreciate it, Adam, and, and great work on the Pro Football Betting Guide. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. There he is, Adam Burke. Everybody, you can follow him on Twitter at Skating Tripods. When we come back, some are calling it the Division of Death. We'll break down the AFC West. <laughs> come on back. It's Vason, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Guide on VEASAN, the sports betting network. We continue the VEASAN football betting guide preview show. Dave Ross here alongside Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds. We are here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Let's get to the division of death in the AFC West. We are looking at this division. You can say on paper, gentlemen, I'm old, that there doesn't feel like there's a better division on paper, Mm -hmm. at least in the 30 plus years I've been walking the earth. So when you look at the division. 30. What? I said 30-plus, if you listen closely. <laughs> so the Chiefs are the team that wins it each and every year. They got Andy Reid. You got Patrick Mahomes. They're going to win it again, right? Well, now you feel like everybody else has joined the fight and that we got a legit four-way race here. Matt, let me start with you. When you look at each team, give me the strength and maybe the A-plus strength of each team that you see. I'll tell you, first of all, uh, the division, uh, the overall division strength is the quarterbacks. And how about this? It's the first division in NFL history to have all four quarterbacks with a 90 or higher career passer rating mm-hmm. entering the season. Patrick Mahomes, the highest at 106, Russell Wilson, 102, Justin Herbert, 98, and Derek Carr down there at 92.4, which is not bad. But no. uh, look at these four quarterbacks. When, when I rated uh, the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, I got three of these guys in the top 10. I had Derek Carr at number 12. Uh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> I think the uh, one thing the Chiefs have done is uh, put a pr- still put a pretty good group of receivers around Patrick Mahomes, even though Tyreek Hill's gone. And uh, I, I don't think you're going to see much drop-off in that offense. And also, I think the Chiefs, and especially Mahomes, are going to be a little motivated after last year when they uh, didn't get it done. And now everybody's saying, well, Tyreek Hill's gone. Here's the decline in the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to see it in Mahomes. You're going to see it in the Chiefs. And I do think they're going to respond to that in a way. Uh, I think the biggest question mark with the Chiefs is going to be the defense. And they obviously addressed that in the draft. Their first pick was Trent McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington. Second pick was uh, George Karloftis, defensive end from Purdue. So they're trying to put some young blood on that defense and uh, solidify that side of the football. I still like the Chiefs. I, I take, I object to what uh, Chris Sinek, uh, Las Vegas Chris, said about the Chiefs being minus 110 to make the playoffs. They've got to be favorites to make the playoffs. Well, West. we could get all four, technically, West that could make yeah. it. All four are not going to make it. One but, of these teams is going to have a disappointing year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wes, what, what would you make the line on the Chiefs to make the playoffs? DraftKings has it at yes, minus 210. I would have to put the Chiefs at least minus 150 to make the playoffs. Yeah, I would say I'd probably split the difference and go 175. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I mean, I don't think the Chiefs got that substantially worse, really, at all. I know you lose Tyree right. Kill, but you still got Juju Smith-Schuster, who disappointed in Pittsburgh, but in this offense with Andy Reid. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mar- uh, Valdez-Scantling, of mm-hmm. course, you have Kelsey, so... I'm not worried Sky about Moore. the Chiefs offense, mm-hmm. Sky Moore as well, who they drafted. So I'm not as worried about the Chiefs offense. I know they had kind of that rut in the midseason when everybody was playing that shell, you know, yeah. those two high safeties, except for the Raiders, who the Chiefs scored like 500 points <laughs> on in about two games against the Raiders. But, you know, I they eventually figured it out. And you saw that they figured it out in the playoffs against Buffalo, who we haven't talked about. Obviously, we will later in the show. They are the Super Bowl favorites. So, 
the Chiefs are a team that can outscore a lot of teams. Now, in this division, you now have a lot of teams that can outscore you. The Raiders' offense is going to be dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I think the Chargers' offense is, too. Well, here's the thing, gentlemen. I think, you know, do the Chiefs have the best offense in the division? I think that's debatable. But clearly, they don't have the best defense. So you look at the other three in the division, and Matt, I'll start with you. Who's the most balanced team in the so-called division of death? Because you look at the defenses, right? I, I know what you're getting with, with uh, Hackett in Denver. Well, he's taking over a pretty good defense on paper that Vic Fangio left for him. The Raiders feel like they've gotten a lot better defensively bringing in Chandler, Chandler Jones, and so have the Chargers getting some help there defensively as well. I know J.C. Jackson's going to be out for the beginning of the year there. Yeah, but the other three teams feel more balanced. I don't think the Chiefs are as bad on defense as uh, most people are making them out to be right now. And a lot of that's going to depend on those two rookies, yeah. the first-round picks they drafted. But those guys can play. So I don't think you're going to see a bad Chiefs defense. All right, the Chargers on paper look like the most uh, complete team. But we've seen the Chargers – Mm-hmm. We've, you know, we've already seen injuries. Chargers are a bad luck team, kind of like the Angels, you know, in baseball. And they seem to be snake bit. And we've already got the J.C. Jackson injury. I thought that was a great pickup in the offseason. Now he's going to be out early in the year with an injury. Um, can Boza stay healthy? There's a lot of questions. Get some, something out of the Cleo Mack still. And Cleo Mack was, I thought, a big disappointment yeah. in the last couple of years for the Bears. On paper, the Chargers look like the most complete team. But is that going to develop on the field, Dave? Uh, I think that's one of those wait-and-see things with the Chargers. We always tend to get excited about the Chargers and the talent level you see on paper, and it just doesn't translate to the win-loss column. Uh, by the way, the Chargers' run defense was terrible last year, and that's something that's got Brandon Staley's got to find out a way to change, too. I would think maybe the Broncos look like the most complete team. they got the best defense. Mm-hmm. I would say... Right now, I'd have to rank the Denver defense number one. I'm not sure where the Raiders rank, but I, I don't think they're going to be bad on defense. When you talk about Chandler Jones and Max Crosby mm-hmm. as a starting point for as edge rushers. Yeah. So, Wes, I'll let you answer the question, <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be hard, really hard to separate any of these four teams. And uh, I give the Raiders actually a decent shot to surprise a lot of people at about 7-1 to one odds to win the thing. That's, I think, probably the bet to make because yeah. they shouldn't be that distant of an underdog, I think, from these three good teams in front of them. I mean, I would think the Raiders would be like four to one. And they should be a top five scoring offense. Yes, absolutely. Now, the defense, new coordinator with Patrick Graham. So we'll see how that changes. Uh, Matt's absolutely right with Crosby getting the big deal. And then, of course, Chandler Jones, if they can find kind of a third pass rusher. Because the one question about the Raiders, that secondary can get very much lost in space. So Mm -hmm. you are concerned a little bit about that. And I like what Matt did bring up, even though I'm higher on the Chargers we were t- I was talking with Drew Dinsick uh, here on VSN last week, and he said, you know what? They didn't really do as much. They added a little bit on the defensive line, but you look at the other positions they added to, like adding Mac, like adding Kyle Van Noy, like adding J.C. Jackson and Bryce Callahan. Those are guys that improve your linebacker core and your secondary. And I don't know if the Chargers improved their defensive line. That is r- mm. probably their Achilles heel coming into this season. Is this going to be like, you know, and down the stretch they come at the Preakness, and it's just going to be jockeying for position all year long? Is there is there an angle maybe? Well, you look at the win totals because you feel like you're going to beat each other up. Would you wait on some of these win totals before you get a better feel? Or is this every team could be right around 9, 10 wins? Mm-hmm. How do you handicap yeah, that's, that? That's, that's a tough one because I, I wrote up the AFC West previews for the NFL uh, pro football betting guide that we have at VSIN. The win total calls were really difficult for me. Yeah, And, you know, the Chiefs had a really poor start, Dave, last year when you talked about the first quarter of the season, and they still went 12-5. and five. <laughs> And the win total here is 10.5, and, and I don't think they're – uh, much worse than they were last season. A lot of people probably make it a little bit too much out of the Tyreek Hill uh, trade. The Chargers at 10, the Broncos at 10. I would have to lean under because I think you're going to see these teams kind of bunched up mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, more, I think the Chargers and Broncos look more like 9-8 and eight type of teams to me, 10-7 and seven at best. I like the Raiders over 8.5. If you say, pin me down on one win total in yeah. this division – I'm going to go Raiders over eight and a half. Yeah, I actually did not have any win totals in this division. I thought this was the toughest one to handicap, and you mentioned you're in your write-up of the guide. Uh, In terms of the strength of schedule, by and large, the Chiefs and the Raiders have two of the at least the toughest five schedules in the league, and then the Chargers and Denver kind of a little bit more in the middle. So, you know – 
these teams, I think, you know, week to week, if you're betting these teams week to week too, one of the things I think you're going to see over the course of the season, I think these NFC West totals and like individual games are 52, 52 and a half somewhere right now. You're going to see some 55s and 56s. I think you're going to see high scoring games. Would not surprise me to see the Raiders and the Chargers in that week one, which is uh, one of those games I'm staying away from, at least at first glance, Mm -hmm. because I think there is a lot of wait and see here in that division, a lot of turnovers. And look, uh, when you have four dynamic quarterbacks, like Matt was talking about with the QBRs, all of these teams got to have elite pass rushers. And I think really all of them do going forward for the rest of the season. Wes brought up a great point here because I want to emphasize this too. We saw higher scoring games in the NFL preseason. Yeah. We're going to see some high scores early in this season too, because of the illegal conduct. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of that called early in the season. I, I don't know downs. if it's going to be like college basketball where they're like, okay, we're going to call the hand checking until January, and then we get into conference play, and then it's like the hell with it. I don't know. They're probably (laughs) going to stick with this for a little Mm -hmm. while longer because the competition committee, this got first put in, I think, around 0203. If you remember that Colts-Patriots AFC championship game where Ty Law was kind of mugging Marvin Harrison, even though it was legal. Oh, yeah. Well, who was the head of the competition committee? Bill Polian, and he sure got his way. So, Well, if you look at the quarterbacks and receivers in this division and then tight ends, uh, you're going to see some high scores in mm-hmm. these uh, AFC West games. And uh, what was it? The I think the Bills-Chiefs game. The Chiefs won that 42-36 in overtime, right? That was an incredible game yeah. with a lot of scoring at the end. But you're going to see a lot of these AFC West games, Dave, I think get into the 60s. Yeah, I think you guys are spot on when you have the quarterbacks and you evaluated, again, Derek Carr to be the worst out of your evaluation, mm-hmm. evaluation of starting quarterbacks at 12th in the league and the other three in the top 10. You're going to get good quarterback play, great quarterback play in this division. Probably going to translate to a lot of points in the division of death. When we come back, let's talk about the NFL MVP market and see if you guys find some numbers that you think might be profitable. Come on back as we continue the NFL Pro Football Betting Guide here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Guide on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Pocket Cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Levi's now to get in on all the action. Levi's Buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Back alongside Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross as we continue our preview betting guide show. And we just had some breaking news brought to our attention during the break. It is rather significant for exactly what we're talking about. Well, it means a lot to Wes because he's got Jimmy Garoppolo at $1 million to one to be MVP. <laughs> <laughs> it is involving Jimmy yes. G, and guess what? The unthinkable has happened. He's going back to the mm-hmm. Bay for a restructured one-year deal with a no-trade clause, so we don't have the particulars yet on how that's going to affect the cap. But clearly, gentlemen, for a front office and John Lynch and the head coach Kyle Shanahan, they're on record. Hey, hey we're, we're moving on. <laughs> it's Trey Lance. They didn't even have Jimmy G at camp. He hasn't been there with the team because the idea – if you ever saw Best Picture 1986 Platoon, yeah. is you don't want to have two rival sergeants, right? And now you could have that in the locker room. Matt, does this change your opinion of the Niners now that Trey Lance might have to look over his shoulder at Jimmy G? It does not. Uh, I, this is a little bit of a mysterious move by the yeah. 49ers. I think sometimes if uh, you can't figure out exactly why something's happening, like if you see this 70-year-old guy with a 30-year-old woman <laughs> It, usually, Don't judge. Usually it's money, right? Usually, right. <laughs> you just follow the money. There's always a backstory, right? There's got to be, I would think in this case, it's got to be a financial advantage for the 49ers to do this with Jimmy G. Because, first of all, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have to be committed to Trey Lance. You don't trade away everything you did to move up to the number mm-hmm. three pick mm-hmm. in the draft to get this guy. And then you say all of a sudden, well, now we're not sure if he's our franchise core. You have to be fully committed. You have to be all in with this kid, or he's going to feel it if he's not. So I think uh, I think we have to look at this a little bit further and see, is it financially motivated? Is, is it, It's a surprise, surprise move for a lot of people. We thought Jimmy G was going to be on the move, maybe to the Panthers, maybe to the Jets, maybe to the Browns. Who knows? Uh, but a little bit curious. I still think it's Trey Lance's team, and it really doesn't change my opinion 
I, I do wonder, uh, Wes, when I was evaluating the 49ers before the season, do I feel better about the Niners winning the division this year with Lance at quarterback or with Jimmy G for mm-hmm. the entire season? Because I think the ceiling in the big picture is much higher with Trey Lance. Yeah. Because of his athletic ability, Jimmy G could not get the 49ers over the hump. Uh, the big picture, Trey Lance makes them a team that can accomplish a lot more. But for this season, would they be better off with Jimmy G at quarterback? Yeah, I kind of weighed that a little yeah. bit too because, you know, I think we kind of know what Jimmy Garoppolo is, and that's not to say he couldn't start somewhere, but you looked at him not getting moved, it didn't seem like there was the trade market because you, you, if you look at the logical destinations like Seattle, well, did they really want to make a trade in the division? Mm-hmm. Does Seattle really want to commit mm-hmm. any money where they got to maybe commit some money in the future to this guy when it's like, hey, we might be one of the worst teams in the league. We might be a nice destination for Young or Stroud out of Ohio State or some kind of first-round quarterback. So a lot of these teams, I think, were just looking, and it's like, does he make us better? You know, because I was thinking yeah. Cleveland could have been a logical destination because Cleveland actually had the money mm-hmm. uh, to make this happen, you know, with, with what they dealt to Houston. They actually, for this year, had the money, maybe not long-term, but they decided to go with Jacoby Brissett, at least to start for the season, and uh, maybe eventually Josh Rosen. Who knows how <laughs> that's going to work out in Cleveland. Can you imagine Josh Rosen, wow, the no. starting quarterback no. in the NFL? Those- Matt Matt and I have some scars from Josh Rosen <laughs> back when he was wearing a Bruins U- uniform. UCLA. Yes. I, I thought he was going to be a bust in the NFL, but I called him a poor man's Jay Cutler uh, coming out in the draft. But, uh, Dave, I want to put it in a betting perspective here. Jimmy G went to the Seahawks. If he went to the Browns, what would he mean to a win total? Well, I, a half win that's the thing, at most. Not, not much. A half no, win at most. But I think right? he would be an upgrade, certainly in Seattle. But look, Pete Carroll and company, uh, Schneider in the front office, they weren't ready to make that move. I think the most stunning thing about this is, is that they didn't just cut him. Mm-hmm. So again, they could have done that. And I think other teams are waiting to see mm-hmm. that. And remember, he yeah. had the bad wing all summer. Couldn't even throw until what? We got into it's July and August here. So Teams might not have a, a full medical on Jimmy G either. And they're like, why would I give up an asset, a, mm-hmm. a pick, mm-hmm. to get Jimmy Garoppolo here on my team? We'll just wait for them to cut him. They don't do that today. So he is, in fact, back in San Francisco. Let's see how that plays out. I, I just think Trey Lance thought it's finally my team. It and is now, but team. it's still it's not, still, it's still it's not exactly a, a Cade McNamara, J.J. Mm-hmm. McCarthy no, situation no, no. at Michigan We're or something like We're not splitting one game no. for the other. Yeah, so that's Trey, not going to be Trey Lance case. needs to tune out the Dave Rosses of the world <laughs> and just focus <laughs> on the task at hand. You know, it is a little concerning. I think that Lance uh, West has only thrown 101 passes the last two years. He had that COVID-shortened one-game senior season. Yeah. Uh, I guess our last season at North Dakota State. Uh, so 101 passes in the last few years is not much. And if you read Peter King's column when he went to San Francisco and he sat down with Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, he talked to him. He said, do you think Trey Lance should be confident? Should he feel ready to take over this uh, team and lead it to the Super Bowl? And Shanahan said, well, he shouldn't be. He should not be yeah. because he hasn't had enough experience. This, this but is gonna, we're putting him in that position, and uh, hopefully he can develop well, into this it. This is going to remind me a little bit of what the Saints did with Jameis Winston sure. last year. Of sure. course, now you had the Taysom Hill factor of Sean Payton trying to kind of pigeonhole a tight end into a quarterback role. But still, we saw Jameis Winston. The efficiency numbers went up, only 14 touchdowns and three interceptions before his injury. But they did kind of baby him. They did kind of have the training wheels. Part of that was because you didn't have Michael Thomas healthy, and they were shorthanded at receiver. I think the 49ers at least have more weapons. But I think Shanahan is going to try to call, like, play call at least early in the season around Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. All I know is it didn't work out in platoon in 1986. That's all I'm going to say with the two rival sergeants. <laughs> so we'll see how it works out in San Francisco. Uh, we know that there was a lot of moves on Trey Lance in the MVP market after what some saw in the preseason. Maybe they were... They, they thought this is going to be the year because, again, Kyle Shanahan, we give him the benefit of the doubt. You go back to the RG three years in mm-hmm. D.C., he's going to run a, a, an offense that's going to be friendly for him. Let me just start off with this. Is it purely a quarterback-driven award now? Because if Cooper Cup couldn't win it last year, how does a non-quarterback win it? Well, I thought Jonathan Taylor had a pretty good case last yeah. year, too. He ran for eighteen hundred yards. And I think he had eighteen. I, I was I was there. trying to drive the bus yeah. for him, but and maybe would. maybe would have had a better chance if they wouldn't have nosedived at the end. Sure. But right. yeah, last uh, non-quarterback to win was uh, Adrian Peterson ten years ago in twenty twelve. Uh, so you know this has been a quarterback award. That's why you've had the offensive player of the year market be put out there where you can look to baby bet those running backs like a Jonathan Taylor or a Derrick Henry or a Cooper Cup or one of those good receivers that you think is going to have an awesome year. But 
Yeah, I mean, look, it, the, these are very straightforward. I think Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Mahomes, the Super Bowl contenders with quarterbacks, I think are right up there at the top. So I haven't done anything really mm-hmm. with this market. I think probably the best thing to do is if you have a little bit here to budget, you know, go with some of the longer shots like Brady did earlier, getting a good number on Derek Carr, 41. Go with like maybe the second or third tier guys like a Carr or Cousins or 51 somebody like that. In yes. Minnesota. Yeah, actually, if uh, Jonathan Taylor did not win MVP last year, it's going to be really hard for a running back to do it. He had 1,800 yards mm-hmm. rushing, 18 touchdowns. He also had two TDs. Yeah. So he had 20 total touchdowns. And they've already said, too, that they don't huh? want him to carry that right. heavy of a load because I think it was what we talked about with Carson Wentz. They had lost confidence in Carson Wentz. So Jonathan Taylor's usage rate from, like, weeks 11 to week 16 was off the charts. It would have, I think, added sure. out to, like, 30-plus or almost 35 touches a game, maybe a little bit less. But Naeem Himes is going to be used a little bit more, too, uh-huh. for the Colts, especially in that pass. And Derrick Henry, same thing. You don't want to overwork those guys. So it's Henry and Taylor, each at 50-1. to It's going to be awfully difficult for a uh, running back to win this award. Cooper Cup had 145 receptions. <laughs> yes. That's, just, that's an obscene. It is an obscene number. Uh, you know, just quickly mentioning Trey Lance because ESPN's Lewis Riddick who's a former NFL executive, mm-hmm. uh, said that Lance is his long-shot candidate to win MVP. And he said he's got, quote, the ability to take this league by storm. Oh. He said that about Trey Lance. And that's a lot of preseason hype. But i got to tell you this. In terms of a long shot, if you're going to look at a guy like Trey Lance, I would have to have at least 50-1 to 1 odds mm-hmm. to even consider it. I'm not even sure I'd make that bet. And right now we're seeing 30-1 to 1 on Trey Lance, so don't make that bet. No, and again, if you do want to, maybe you can look back at, at Robert Griffin III in D.C. when he mm-hmm. was a rookie and Kyle Shanahan was the O.C. His dad, Mike, was, was the head coach back then. I was in D.C., and it was shock and awe. So I, I think what he's getting at is maybe that's what you might see this year yeah. with San Francisco's offense, something like that, where the game plan – it's just something that you have not seen yet because it looked different for Jimmy G and it's going to look miles different here for Trey Lance and his skill set. Maybe that's what Lewis is getting at, but I'm with you. The number's been shorted now. Yeah. The value is just not there. I like Jalen Hurts. I think the Eagles are going to have an explosive offense and Hurts is going to have a breakout year. I know some people don't agree with that, but that's okay. But Wes, I've got to get better than 20 to 1 to bet Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I, I would need double that. That's yeah. kind of the same way with me with that second group like Lamar Jackson yeah. and those guys. More than likely, and that's why I don't really bet this market that often unless I get a number pop during the season. But look, Josh Allen, Mahomes, you're not going to see those guys drift very much. Even Justin Herbert down there at, at 9 to 1, you know, that's that's just a really low number. So, I mean, if you're confident in it, bet it. You know, I'm not saying not to, but it's likely going to be one of those top five guys. And the last defensive player to win MVP? I believe it was LT, wasn't it? That's what I'm talking about, West. Those I don't remember the gone. year, though. I think it was 1986. Same year's platoon. When we come back, <laughs> Wes Reynolds will be under the microscope with his future plays. Come on back as we continue the Football Betting Guide preview show right here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Guide on VEASAN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now is the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Our VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. Sign up early, and for a discount on $175, you're going to receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl, or you can join us for just $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to offer up and up your betting game. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside Matt Humans, Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross as we continue the Football Betting Guide preview show. Dave, you know it's a race for second place. This year. We have Josh Allen and the Bills on the cover, and uh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're going to win the Super Bowl. No, I'm not predicting that, we, but a lot of people think that we, way. We don't, we don't have we, a, is it a We've jinx? only been in existence a few years, so do we have an established cover jinx yet? Well, we're going to find out this year with Josh well, Allen. Here's the thing. If you look at the Pro Football Betting Guide and the predictions in there, Wes, you and I have some similar division predictions. Mm-hmm. Too many guys picked the Bills to win the oh, AFC. No. Too many guys picked the yeah. Bills to win the Super Bowl. I just got a feeling it's not going to happen. Yeah, and look, I think that on paper, they're the best team in the AFC, mm-hmm. so it's like, Wes, if you were just going to give me a pick, you know, I'd say, okay, Buffalo Bills, but that's not who I bet. But I do have a couple other in the Did you AFC. pick yeah. the Bills in the guide? Did you pick the Bills? I, to win the AFC East, yes, but not to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Now, in full disclosure, by the way, Wes Reynolds, you picked the Super Bowl champions this time last year. You had the Rams winning everything. So that's a pretty nice ticket that you cashed there. Let's get to your future breakdowns that you see for this year. We've talked a lot about the Ravens, and, and I think that mm-hmm. that is certainly a good price that you got on. But you have another team in the AFC – that I want to back, and I have, because I got him mm-hmm. win, the, win the AFC, but I just have questions about the head coach. Right. I, I get that. And by the way, I do agree with all the assessment. I'm on the Ravens at the Super Bowl for 20 to 1. But mm-hmm. the uh, team that I am on, I was on an L.A. team last year mm-hmm. in a similar place. So I think maybe the Vince Lombardi trophy stays in Los Angeles two years in a row, but this time not with the Rams, with the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh one of the reasons why I do like it, and look, it has been cut. I didn't get the best number, unfortunately. I think it was in around the 20-to-1 range earlier in the year. This year is actually going to mark the first time that Justin Herbert is going to play in the same offensive system for a second consecutive season since he was a senior at Sheldon High School <laughs> in Eugene, Oregon. Because if you remember Justin Herbert when he went to U of O, the local school, he was in that Mark Helfrick, Chip Kelly, yeah. like spread option, no huddle. And then Helfrick gets fired. And then Willie Taggart gets brought in for a cup of coffee one season, ran that little Gulf Coast offense that he calls that he's now running at Florida Atlantic. Then Taggart leaves to go to Florida State. And then Mario Cristobal comes in and they run that pistol. Marcus Arroyo, by the way, now UNLV head coach, was the offensive coordinator. So it's like this guy never really, and that was a knock on Cristobal and Taggart and these coaches. Justin Herbert really never developed at Oregon. Right. And yet he was a first-round pick and ended up starting, you know, early in his rookie season. i got to say something here. Okay, so <laughs> those coaches you just rattled, those are all clueless coaches. Right. Okay. Well, that's what I'm saying, right. and they, he they still were, produced. And still a top 10 They were guy. holding Justin Herbert back. The mm-hmm. year before he was draft eligible, uh, Wes, I bet him at 7-1 to odds to be the number one pick. At the I West remember East that, Super yes. Court. And I felt that he, he should be – the number one pick. He had the right hand again. Well, I watch a lot. Of, uh, the guy's 6'5", 240, got a rocket arm. He's mobile. 
and he's smart. He has all the tools to be a number one pick. The play calling at Oregon was horrendous. It was mm-hmm. holding him back. And uh, the, the Chargers actually got a bargain. They lucked out that Justin Herbert fell to them in the draft. If you think about it, the year before, Tua was an odds-on favorite to be the number one pick, wow. which I thought was a complete joke. And now we're seeing uh, that I was actually right about that, yes. in a sense. Yeah. Uh, but I lost the bet because mm-hmm. Justin Herbert was not the top pick. Actually, Joe Burrow had probably the best season any college quarterbacks ever had with mm-hmm. 60 TDs and six interceptions for that LSU team that went 15-0. and But, uh, Wes, if you look at – I agree with you. If you look at Herbert uh, and you look at Joe Burrow – You've got two, I think, uh, are going to be elite quarterbacks in the NFL no. for many years to come. Absolutely. And and you look, uh, Herbert, not only – he this is his second offensive coordinator and second mm-hmm. head coach, by the way, in the NFL now in his third season because he started with Anthony Lynn. Now he's got, of course, Brandon Staley, Joe Lombardi. His first two seasons with the Chargers, 9,350 yards, 69 touchdowns. That's pretty darn good for a quarterback that's still really developing. Now what can he do with actual continuity? But if you look at recent trends in the NFL, Last season with the Bengals, Burrow gets to the Super Bowl in his second year in Zach Taylor's scheme. Before Burrow, it was Mahomes reaching the Super Bowl in his second year and actually won it under Andy Reid. Carson Wentz did the same with Doug Peterson early on in Philadelphia. Jared Goff in his second full season with Sean McVay, they reached the Super Bowl at the Rams. Russell Wilson did the same with Pete Carroll and company. So you've got history on the side. Now the defense, which they added to, which we were talking Mm -hmm. about earlier, adding uh, a Callahan and Cal Van Noy and Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, a couple guys on the defensive line that really got to step up too. chargers. They, they really, you know, kind of collapsed in their own, right? They gave up 34 points or more in three of their last four games. So that's not going to get it done. So Austin Johnson and Sebastian Joseph day on that D line are really going to have to step up. I think the offensive line has been upgraded. They're going to be able to run the ball with Austin Eckler back healthy. Isaiah Spiller, also a kid they drafted out of Texas A&M. Mike Williams had a career year last season. Keenan Allen had the most receptions he ever had in a season Mm. in his nine year career. And you talk about, you know, you have questions about the coach with Brandon Staley it was his first year, and yeah, did he probably blow a game with a couple of his decisions? Yes, I would agree with that. You think however, he blew the last game of the season against yes, the Raiders? I do. Yeah, but however, I like his aggressiveness, and I like that style. And you know, Matt, you kind of talked about how the Chargers always such like a bad luck schlep rock type mm-hmm. of team, mm-hmm. but you know, they have this word called chargering <laughs> that the Chargers find a way to always you know screw up. You know, when it looks like. They can't stand prosperity, but mm-hmm. he wants to establish a fearlessness, I think, with this team, uh, you know, and, they, you know, there's that culture there, that losing culture of, oh, chargering, you know, we're going to do it again. And he wants to establish, hey, we're going to be aggressive. So All right. I'm damn the I, torpedo is full speed ahead. I, I did. I did get a better number early in the year uh, to, for them to win the AFC. Yes. So I, I'm with you on that. I do like the Chargers this year. My nephew, Josh, is getting married this weekend in Minneapolis. I've been trying to talk him off the ledge about KCA Kirk Cousins Mm -hmm. for a long time. And I've been saying his numbers aren't that bad. Wes, should we believe in the Vikings this year as a long shot play to finally get it done? I do believe in him, actually. I think 40 to 1 is where I got him for a Super Bowl because I think the NFC is really wide open. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's like a Buffalo where it's like, okay, they're the clear favorite. Or there's a Kansas City where it's like they've been there, done that so many times. I could understand why you back them. But Minnesota, it's not necessarily that I'm low on Green Bay or I think Green Bay is going to be bad. I just think Minnesota's made progress, Mm -hmm. and I like the head coaching. I like the coach, Kevin O'Connell, getting him from the Rams. He brings in Wes Phillips as his OC. O'Connell's going to call the plays, which he didn't do for the Rams with Sean McVay, so he's got to call. Everybody's got to call their first game, but I like the aggressiveness. I thought the Vikings really you know, fell short of expectations a lot because of Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer is very old school and look, still a very good defensive coach, even though that defense struggled last year. But you look at Minnesota, there's a lot of weapons there. There's Justin Jefferson, who's one of the best young receivers in the league. There's Adam Thielen. There's KJ Osborne. Can Irv Smith kind of take that next step and Mm -hmm. be a top 10 tight end in the league? The two running backs probably... Arguably one of the better one-two punches in the league when you look at Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. So they'll be able to run the ball. The offensive line, I think, is going to get better. Darishaw in his second year from Virginia Tech, they drafted in the first round. Bradbury's another guy that was a first-round pick three years ago. So the talent is up there on the offensive line. The defense has got to be a little bit better, though, and they do have some veterans there. They have uh, Zadarius Smith, by the way, comes over from Green Bay, who they're facing in week one. Mm -hmm. You have Jordan Hicks, Eric Hendricks. The secondary... 
is where I got to see some improvement. Can you get turnovers? Can you get teams off the field on third down? And that's what Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith and these guys are going to have to do. But I think Minnesota is going to be a better team. They had a lot of close games last year and, uh, you know, had their own bad luck, I think. But Kirk Cousins re-signed a one-year deal, so a contract year. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a longer shot for MVP, you know, if you don't want to bet these 10-to-1s or single-digit-to-1s, you know, Kirk Cousins at 50-1, to yeah, it might be a dead ticket a few weeks into the season, but, you know, if he starts out well, that's all of a sudden going to be 12-to-1 or 15-to-1 your second half of the season. You know, you talk about the AFC and uh, how much – deeper and more difficult it is oh, than the man. NFC this year because uh, it's easy to love the Bills, but just run down the list of contenders here that they're going to have to fight through with the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, Raiders, Ravens, the Bengals, the Colts. Uh, there are so many quality teams in the AFC, and that's why I didn't pick the Bills to win that conference. I decided I'm going to go with a little bit of a uh, sleeper here. Let's go with a longer shot. I went with the Colts, because I knew that would make Wes happy. Yeah. The I, horseshoes. I, yeah. We like it. I think there's a smart way to handicap it here. Uh, certainly in the NFC, you might be able to get a little bit better value, and I think it's a great number that you have there the Ravens, on the Vikings. He's right, though. He's right. The Ravens are a live team as well. I okay. Think so. uh, when we come back, Wes, I do want to continue this conversation, because I know you have a team that you think might have the worst record in the NFL. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that. Uh, on the other side of a short break as we continue with our football betting guide preview show right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.